You are listening to the Beyond Yoga Teacher Training Podcast. I am your host, Sandy Raper. On this podcast, I will share stories and invite conversations that will help you grow and support sustainability within your yoga practice, your pathway of service as a yoga teacher, and beyond. In today's episode, I had the pleasure of having a conversation with Dominique Davis, also known as Brown and Bendy. Dominique is a law of attraction expert and advisor who studies child psychology alongside quantum physics to create her understanding of reality. Dominique shares her teachings on YouTube and Instagram and has a community of over 65,000 like-minded individuals who are dedicated to being the best versions of themselves. Dominique incorporates yoga into her lessons as a way to teach her community about the concepts of stillness, patience, and resistance. Let's listen in now to my conversation with Dominique Davis. Hi, Dominique. How are you? It's great to be with you again and have conversation. Dominique was a part of season one, and I am looking forward to having conversation with you again now, rolling into season two. How are you? I'm doing well. It is always, always a pleasure to talk to you. You always make me think. You always make me think deeper. So I'm really excited. Yeah. Well, I am too. And, um, season one was such a uh, beginning uh, for me when I think about the vision and the uh, you were a part I share that often with people is uh, this this special person who was this catalyst uh, in my life to uh, to kind of push me into doing something that was not on the radar at all if you had asked me about doing a podcast and and you were encouragement and you continue to be encouragement for me to share my voice and to share from my experience of of what I'm doing and uh, just getting that out there to connect with other people. So I appreciate you so much and I appreciate you coming back into season two because I'm excited about season two. Season two is this this concept of becoming and uh, these wonderful conversations that I'm going to have with individuals like yourself. And so let's just kind of, as we're starting, and when you hear that concept, you know, of becoming, what is that for you? What does that resonate for you? So uh, I'm a big fan of Deepak Chopra. I actually think I read the seven laws of success because you recommended it. But one of the laws is detachment. And that's the law that changed my life, changed it, like really taught me that if we keep referring to the past for how we think the future should be, we're going to keep repeating cycles. Mm. And the person that I want to become has nothing to do with like cycles from my past. So regarding detachment, just the idea that we should be comfortable with mystery. We should be comfortable with not knowing what's coming. For me, learning how to become the person that I'm meant to be is understanding that every day is going to look different and understanding that we it's kind of human nature to gravitate towards what we know and what makes us comfortable. And just being aware of that and making sure that my actions and my 
thoughts and my words all align with the person I am becoming, not mm-hmm. the person that I'm trying to evolve from. Right. Um, so last time we talked, you're a, we're fairly a new yoga teacher and um, you were a mom, <laughs> but now <laughs> that we come into this second season, you've had a lot of different changes take place. You've had some time to spend some time in this uh, kind of those next steps after uh, yoga teacher training and pursue, you know, like the rest of us in this this COVID pandemic situation, what are we going to do now as far as sharing the practice and teaching the practice? So um, as far as let's talk about from the last time we talked to now, kind of this becoming into this space um, as a yoga teacher, what has been that process for you? What has been your evolving, I guess, and, and moving into this becoming since the last time we talked? So I think the last time we talked, I was pregnant. I think I was I don't even remember, but getting pregnant so soon after teacher training was interesting because I started to just research a lot of prenatal yoga. And, you know, you taught me that you have to have your own practice before you go out here and try to teach others. And my pregnancy made me so focused on accessibility, which is good. I became very focused on accessibility and feeling good in my body. But I had Olivia in January, it's Mm -hmm. now May. And because I'm getting back into my body, I am kind of rediscovering my yoga practice all over. So when that comes to teaching right now, I am honestly still in that place of consuming as much knowledge as I can, learning from as many people as I can. But because I do have more experience, I think that I am a little more equipped to kind of chisel out and refine the experience that I want to offer my students. So Mm -hmm. I guess that's where I would say I am now. Um, If I'm practicing and in my mind, I'm like, okay, what if I was teaching this as a class? As I'm going through my practice, I can figure out sequences that align better with the experience that I want to offer. Mm. Yeah. You tapped into something there, you know, our greatest teacher resides and lives within us. And that's how so important and crucial that the yoga practice, the personal practice that we have as teachers at the practice is, uh, really held in high regard and that we really dedicate time to that. I mean, we need to be in self-study and reading books and and seeking things externally, but then the experience that we have and the inspiration that can come from us spending time on our mat uh, then is able to translate. I mean, you think about the inspiration that to me, that's where teachers, that's where it comes from. It comes from your own, you know, uh, uh, unique uh, experience that you have and oftentimes, you know, when people are uninspired or they come to me, teachers, uh, there's been a disconnect in their own personal practice. So uh, that's a a huge piece for you to tap into uh, as a new teacher, but as ongoing, I think, to create sustainability on this pathway. Before I was pregnant, the reason that I became so obsessed if that's the right word with my yoga practice is because the person that I used to be years ago 
was constantly running away from thoughts, was constantly running away from conflict, was constantly running away from the hard things. And yoga taught me how to handle the hard things. Yoga taught me how to create space, mental space, space and time so that I can understand that I'm capable of getting through whatever is difficult. And when I got, became pregnant, all of a sudden my practice was shifting more to feeling comfortable in my body as opposed to challenging myself. So that's why right now, as I'm relearning my body, reintroducing yoga to my body, I'm getting back into that mindset of challenging myself. Not that I believe that every person with the yoga practice should be so focused on the challenge, but for me personally, because that's where my expansion is, that's how I feel like I'm growing. I feel like I'm finally reconnecting to the magic of how yoga can truly change your character mm. just simply by the physicality you choose to implement into your practice. Exactly. And that's why the asana piece is such a crucial piece to the whole um, system and the practice of yoga. Now it's not the only piece, right? It's the whole you know, piece of the eight limb path. And, but it's a, a crucial piece for us to you. I mean, it's a vehicle, right? You're using a vehicle to explore and uh, the beauty of hearing this, you know, different experience that you're having on the mat and how that just translates to your ability of, of understanding. And then, you know, that to me as a teacher is like, you know, seeking these ways to help other people to understand for themselves. And, you know, you're, you're having an experience on your mat and then it's uh, helping you to grow, to understand how do I share, or how do I support space for someone else to, to create that own experience for themselves. And so, um, let's talk about two, right. As far as, you know, yoga teacher, mom, you're a content creator and, and where do you, have you seen, um, this, this becoming aspect taking place, um, well, you know, in all aspects really of your life, but let's talk about, you know, it, your yoga teacher and then the content creator, how's it changed the content that you feel you're putting out there? Well, something that my husband and I have been talking about a lot is that is this myth that we were both unfortunately told as children, but like this myth that one day you just wake up and you're the person that you always wanted to be, <laughs> but we are unlearning that idea and we're leaning into the lifestyle of everything we do, every experience we have is what helps us become it's, it's again that our experiences are our vehicles too right mm. and that being said returning to my yoga practice after giving birth <laughs> I was not just practicing you know like the first time I was on my mat I was in child's pose for six minutes and I was like I practiced today and right. with my life and then like every day the practice extended and I felt myself becoming more comfortable, but to get to that comfortable point, I had to go through that process of giving myself grace. So just to go back to what I said earlier about the challenge, sometimes the challenge is also about understanding that your body's saying, hey, not right now, not for me, and not letting your ego get in the way. Mm -hmm. So now to your current question, when I look at how all of these experiences are helping me become this person, I'm learning that everything matters. 
every experience matters, but every experience doesn't need to be met with the same intensity. And mm -hmm. understanding how to pull back, understanding how to give more, understanding which situations call for which reactions, because my life is so different now. I do not expect to just know what to do anymore. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, I make sure that I'm always giving myself space to just think about what's going on and then intentionally yeah. reacting to whatever, whether it's content creation, whether it's mom, mommy duty, whether it's teaching yoga, whatever it is, because I'm in such a new space in my life, I just make sure that I am taking the action that aligns with the yeah. person I want to become. <laughs> so, yeah. So would you say that there's a level of um, unlearning <laughs> that takes place in our becoming? Um, you know, I've told some people before, you know, I always knew I wanted to be a mom, but I never had an attachment to knowing what that would even look like. And I'm glad I didn't. Um, and it's been this beautiful, uh, just unfolding um, and constant revealing <laughs> of an experience with unique individuals that I've been gifted to, to, you know, to be their mother and to be in this experience of life with them. But I think sometimes we can attach, right. Certain ideals and let's, you know, think about too. I mean, you and I, I love to have this conversation with you about being a mom and being a yoga teacher. And I think there's ideals we see in our head, you know, as far as yoga teacher trainings are coming out of what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do this. And I think it can happen as a mom. And then and being a mom of more than one child, that changes things <laughs> tremendously. Yeah. And then think about it, you're a content creator too. I mean, so there's this kind of what you thought there becomes this unlearning component to, to be able to be in the authenticity of, of really the, the becoming aspect of all those things in your life. Yes. I definitely feel like I'm unlearning this oversimplification. I was... I feel like I perceived when I was very younger that everything's going to be so balanced when I get older and it will balance itself. <laughs> it's not my <laughs> responsibility to balance it. It'll just balance itself. And I'm unlearning that simplicity. Yes, I do think that there's a gorgeous, wonderful simplicity to life. But I think that a part of our journey is us making decisions to create that simplicity. And that's honestly what I've had to take I had to be accountable for the balance in my life and instead of just expecting everything to fall into place which I will say that's how I started like when I got back to creating YouTube videos I had this mindset that I could go as hard as I did when I only had one child <laughs> so and I had to relearn how to balance I had to we were talking um before the podcast about how my content is changing so much because I am looking for different ways to still deliver content, but I'm not going to sacrifice my mental health. I'm not going to sacrifice my relationship with my family or my kids because it's not necessary. Mm. It's never necessary to sacrifice the things most important to us. I feel it's more so necessary just to figure out the balance mm. and to make sure that the ego is not saying that we're going to miss out on this grand life adventure if we choose to pull back in some areas or right. choose to take space and pause in some areas you know I didn't create content for three or four weeks 
And for a person who was making two videos a week, every week for three years, that was really, that almost messed with my perspective a little bit, but thanks to yoga, thanks to the work, I was able to say that life has different stages and this is just the stage I'm in. Right. So talk a little bit more about that, about the yoga practice and how, how has the yoga practice, um, not, I mean, just for you as an individual, how has that process helped support you and all these different, uh, varying life events that have taken place in the last, I mean, you've had a pretty big year, um, <laughs> to put it lightly. Um, how does the yoga practice, cause to me, it's like yoga is not this external thing. Like it is, it's this piece of something that we embody that allows us, that helps make life work, you know, and it's not just all these other little extra little things we're doing because you know, I think it'd be a good idea or I'll be a good yogi or whatever that is. You know, it's like, no, it's relevant, right? I do this because it's relevant and supports my ability to be all these things to support my family um, in a space of who I am for them. So how does yoga, right? How has that process helped you in this um, last season of your, your life of, of becoming several different things? I mean, you know, you're, you're not only the mommy, you know, you're in a, a family dynamic, you know, you're a wife and, and you have two children and you're supporting a business, you're an entrepreneur, you're, I mean, all these things, how does yoga and how is there anything specific that's really allowed you to create that space? Absolutely. So for me personally, my mindset has to be in a good place for my life to be sustainable, but for me to keep all the wheels running, all the wheels turning. And getting back to my yoga practice, the first thing, the first thing I kept hearing in my head was, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. That was the first thing I kept hearing in my head. So it was kind of really cool to see how, like I told you that first time I practiced, it was only for six minutes. It was really cool to see how by making time in a physical sense, by saying, I'm going to put out my mat and just practice until the baby wakes up mm. by making time internally I believed that I had an abundance of time so by getting back to my yoga practice and practicing when I could I no longer felt like it was impossible because now I'm like well if I can do yoga who knows what else I can do with the time that I find mm -hmm. but it's also about making sure that we don't become too attached to this idea that okay I have time now what can I get done <laughs> right yeah productivity <laughs> yes Yes. So for me personally, yoga has just helped me reconnect to the energy of abundance mm. because I think I became so scared that there wasn't enough time for everything, that I didn't have enough resources, that I didn't have enough support, that, um, you know, all the things your mind tells you. And then as I got back to, into my yoga practice, I was learning that time was revealing itself and like little time to plan videos, little time to plan, um, you know, three month projections, things like that. And then on top of that, then all of a sudden, my sister was asking if I needed help with the kids, you know, my in-laws were help asking if I needed help with the kids. On top of that, I was getting messages from people online saying, your family is beautiful. I hope you're taking the time that you need. It's like when I got back to my yoga practice, I was so supported by the universe. The universe was 
telling me the universe god god <laughs> was telling me that as long as i'm taking care of myself and as long as i truly believe that everything is as it should be i can trust that things will fall into place mm. but i would not have had the peace to hear that if mm-hmm. it were not for the stillness that my practice brought me right so i hear a level of um contentment in uh all things and and you know your ability to to be all these i mean we can be and we can become all these things and support all these things and be content that what it is in that moment is just enough and and that you know there's no reason i need to attach to any more uh productivity if i can't be present uh with what the space i'm in uh at the time and um so the power of this practice uh supporting that and and that ability uh you know, to become that, you know, I love definitions and I love what wording and things mean. And that becoming part, that ing part, you know, it's, it's got some action to it. And it's, you know, not that we're going to arrive, but as I am, as I go, how am I being, am I, am I cultivating, you know, that desired state of being, which is if you Google is what becoming is this desired state. So, um, finding those ways, right. And contentment and, in giving yourself the time to explore that. And it's an interesting how you found this, creating the space, you found the space that you needed to be in those, all of those things. And so where's your vision, right? Because <laughs> that's, I think, an interesting thing that COVID's taught us all. Like I'm a, I plan a little bit, but you don't <laughs> get too far out there. <laughs> don't get Absolutely. too far. Like, but kind of where do you see like, um, th- this kind of evolving into, and where are you inspired? Like, what are you working on now? So I love that you said desired state, because I think that that is a element of life that so many of us can overlook. Am I sitting in my desired state right now? Is Am I feeling the way that I want to feel in my body? Because so often we forget that we can choose how we want to feel and then intentionally evolve in that direction. Mm. And all that to say right now, because everything is so new and different for me, I am creating my desired state, my, the state, the state of mind, the way my body feels, I am deciding how I want to feel so that as I continue to evolve my plans, I can make sure that all these plans are in alignment with this desired state. As far as moving forward, if COVID has taught me anything, it has taught me the significance of content creators. I do not think that a lot of people would be in the mindset that they are. I, I'm not going to say that we're post-COVID, but we are in a new era of it. Mm-hmm. And so many people benefited from being on YouTube or, I mean, television's content at this point, you know, like content really helped people deal with the global trauma (laughs) that we were going through. Mm -hmm. And 
it really showed me how important my work means to me because I all like I am happy to dedicate myself to creating content that can allow a person to feel like they can separate themselves from whatever is hurting them mentally, even if it's for like 20 minutes or 15 mm. minutes, like even if it's just a little video. So I know that being a, a long-term content creator is for me. Mm-hmm. I was making this decision for a really long time. I was deciding, you know, whether I wanted to create content for a little bit and then maybe find a product and then move in that direction. But the payoff of having a community and growing with a community, there's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. So as I develop my plans, as I figure out what this desired state is, I do know one thing for sure. I want to continue to create content in the long term Mm -hmm. and maybe just focus on evolving that content, making sure that that content's always a reflection of the person I am becoming. Right. Yeah. And that being said, I'm also including a lot more mommy stuff in my content because being a mother I'm not going to say that I wasn't a mom when I had one child because I was still a mom, but it's like when you have two kids, it's like, I'm a professional mom now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Hey, if you can handle that, girl, you can handle anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't we all? Don't we all? And that's, you know, the beautiful is being in the authenticity of what it is and, you know, just seeking that, uh, you know, the, the, the utmost of what we can be for them and and being realistic about it and knowing that, you know, we're not perfect, but we are, you know, working to, to my biggest thing is like, I I want my children to remember that I was present for them. You know, I was, I, I wasn't just there doing all the other stuff to get it done. No, I stopped and I was in space with them holding space with them and, um, not distracted in my productivity of whatever it was I was trying to get done. And, um, I think you tapped in earlier, you know, balance is going to be key. Uh, we hear a lot of that in life. I think that's one of those words can become a bypass word because we hear it. We think we know, but to actually implement and live a life in balance, it's a live into, and it's a constant refinement to seek where we need to be, uh, you know, when we're out of balance and what we need to do to bring it back uh, into balance. So as far as your yoga teaching, where do you see that evolving? And in the, is your practice supporting you and all these content creation that you're working on? Or what do you see yourself as far as uh, in as a yoga teacher and that becoming and becoming that desired? Like, what is it about that that you are inspired most about? So I'm glad you asked that because I feel like I can get your honest feedback. My intention with becoming a yoga teacher was for it to always coincide with Brown and Bindi. Always. That was always my intention. And my social media platforms, they are, they thrive within the conversations of mental health and um, making sure that you're taking care of yourself. But I have not implemented the yoga and the physicality factor as much as I want to. Now, with this post-ish COVID world that we're moving into, 
I, I ask myself every day, do I want to teach in-person classes? Do I want to stick to having an online platform? Especially seeing what's happening in other countries where staying on an online platform, you know, I can continue to have a wider reach. But that also comes with a lot, for me personally, that also comes with a lot more um, intimidation. Because if I see myself as a person who is teaching online for anyone in the world to access and then I start to look at my skill set and then I start to ask myself well if they could learn from me what's going to stop them from you know learning from others like what can I bring to the table so now I'm having these constant conversations with myself about as a teacher what do I bring what makes my classes special you know 10 yoga teachers can teach a similar sequence, but it's gonna be different from each and every one of them. So where I am right now is just figuring out what would make mine different. So that when I start to have these thoughts about, you know, why should I teach online? They can, they can go anywhere and take a class online. When I start to have those thoughts, having the understanding of what makes my teaching, my class special to combat those thoughts. Well, I'll, I'll share just um, a little piece of uh, nugget of wisdom advice that was given to me is that, you know, it's important that we understand as teachers that we're the vessel. So take care of yourself as the vessel. That's where the teaching, the teaching is pouring through you. You're not the teaching. Um, You're just the vessel that's going to allow the teaching to flow through. So I think if we're very conscientious as teachers, as to what am I doing to support this vessel that's going to support others. And yoga has been around for a long time. And uh, thankfully, and, uh, you know, our biggest thing and not to get into comparison with what other people are doing, we have, if we're called to teach and be teachers, we have been given a wonderful privilege um, to be a vessel and to just do what we need to do to keep that vessel uh, open and flowing freely, you know, that we're not creating a blockage <laughs> and getting stuck. So um, the teachings are going to pour through us. We're not the teachings. Um, and we just need to make sure that we're, you know, supporting our own personal understanding of the practice and, 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 and that vehicle, like we've already talked about, that we are, are we're practicing ourselves so that the teaching doesn't get stuck and that it flows through us, that we don't get in the way of the teaching. And so um, I'm excited for you, Dominique. Uh, Thank you so much for spending time with me again um, in season two. Gosh, it's hard to believe that I've already (laughs) rolled into another season. Um, Thank you for your inspiration. Uh, Thank you for allowing me to um, be a part of your life and bear witness to what you're up to. And it's a beautiful gift and, and blessing that you're giving to those that are, that are, that are are watching and receiving. And um, I just appreciate you spending time with me today. Absolutely. You are doing such good work and podcasts are content. And who knows how many people who have never thought about stepping on a mat, how many people who have had mats in the back of their closets (laughs) for years, who knows how many people your podcast has inspired to get that mat out of the closet, you know, pick up some yoga blocks and I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I can be a part of this. 
So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm excited uh, to be on this journey with you. And yes, people, if you're yoga mats out there in the corner, just get it out, roll it out and step onto it. (laughs) Yeah, just start, just start, (laughs) just get on there and and uh, just see where it's going to take you, right? So thanks, Dominique. And I'll look forward to connecting with you again, hopefully soon. Be sure to check out my website, sandyraper.com. There you will find many resources I have to help support you as you grow and develop in your yoga practice. Want to practice with me online? You can find me at Yoga International. There you'll find several pre-recorded classes so you can practice anytime, anywhere. Look for me under the Community Creator Platform. And check out on my homepage a 30-day free trial for Yoga International. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Until we meet again, remember to begin, to become, and to expand beyond.